Extra Point Week 5 recap is here. Bobby will be joining us shortly, but we're going to go ahead and start out with the guy who's been talking about this for weeks. We had a big breaking story this week. Uh, Arthur Blank makes the move. Quinn out. Dimitrioff out. And, of course, we have to get Matt's initial reaction because we got to find out what he thinks. So we're going to go straight to you, Matt. Talk to me. Thoughts? Yeah, man. Um, again, we, we, we all – we all pretty much expected this. Uh, we thought it was going to happen a little bit sooner. Uh, I do know Arthur Blank does not like to fire people mid-season. I don't think he's done it yet. So uh, it doesn't surprise me at all, though. I mean, 0-5, this team has way too much talent. Uh, I don't care about the secondary issues. I know you know, that's a huge issue. for. Our, that's the main reason why our defense is, is as bad as it is. Um, Young secondary, very unexperienced, had a lot of injuries on the safeties. So, but yeah, Quinn, Quinn it was due. Uh, the, he got lucky last season. I mean, we went one and seven in the first season, and then he gave up play calling duties on the defense, and we went six and two. Uh, I think that was more of a mental state on the players, actually, than than anything with the coaching, uh, mm-hmm. because Raheem Morris, it, it was all the same. After we went six and two, Dan Quinn made every put everybody in position to, to run what they run and he was just the head coach and and here we are oh and five man uh thomas dimitrov you know he, he's drafted a lot of great players you know matt ryan uh clearly uh julio jones you know calvin ridley Dion jones i mean there's countless but at the same time there's been massive failures when we've had you know top 15 picks or higher and uh he just blows it every time. Not every time, excuse me, clearly, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And it's good. It's good. It's much needed. Uh, I hope we go with the more offensive-minded coach because uh, I still think that this this team right here, uh, a couple pieces on defense, uh, maybe offensive line, we can still compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I really do believe that. With everybody healthy, we are uh, – we're, we're a good team. There's just too much talent to be 0-5. It's insane. Matt Ryan's throws some really bad picks, so I've already heard, you know, you might, I think me and West, me and U.S., we, we've already talked about it off air, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, Blank has already said that it's it's not up to him on whether Matt Ryan is the uh, future quarterback. So there's a lot up in the air. Uh, it's all going to depend on what the, uh, you know, whoever we hire. Uh, I'm hoping it's the uh, – uh, Chiefs offensive coordinator. Yeah, we've we've um, talked I'm highly here. about him. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, look at what they're doing. I mean, a lot of that's a quarterback, uh, so you got to remember that as well. Right. They do have Superman over there, the real Superman in Pat Mahomes. But yes. uh, I've heard a lot of Josh McDaniels too. I don't know if you've heard that, Wes. Uh, uh, I really briefly, but mainly from you, and I know you're really close to the organization, so you get a lot of. You know, like you're, you are to Atlanta like I am to Jacksonville, so you know the little tidbits and facts like that. So that was the first I heard of it, and me and you both kind of scoffed at that, you know, with, you know, McDaniels backing out of the job in Indy last year and uh, or a few years ago, and then the, the, how unsuccessful really he was in Denver in my eyes. Um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it. I, I think that's kind of a stretch. I think Eric Bieniemy would be perfect for that team, and and what all these players have to realize now is it's now an eleven game interview essentially you are interviewing for your position on this team next year and that includes matt ryan and julio jones i mean uh, matt ryan's 35 julio's 31 uh and you have an all-star definitely number one receiver in calvin ridley on that roster so if somebody comes in especially the gm and that's who i'm more i want to see get hired i'm more concerned about that than anything else because he's going to have all that power and blank basically said that that once he comes in that guy's gonna he's gonna do all the coaching hiring and stuff like that too so i'm interested to see who you guys go for as gm i really am i don't know any names out there but yes yeah man no that you are 100 percent right i'm more in because yo we we already know you i mean you can look at the teams that are doing well and you already know that either the offensive or defensive coordinator are you know looking for head coaching jobs so right. that's easier to look for you know who the candidates are but the gm is is huge uh because yeah i mean they, i don't i have no idea i haven't even heard any candidates mm-hmm. uh they haven't even talked about it they're more talk everybody in atlanta and every in national is talking about uh, uh, who the head coach is going to be 
Uh, let's get a GM first because that's going to dictate who exactly the players that he wants on the team is going to dictate the coach that you know. So exactly. Yeah, dominoes will fall. Uh, another thing, uh, real quick, you know, uh, we'll finish up here is uh, we also fired our our special teams coordinator, and I think that's very important because we all know that Cowboys uh, onside kick. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that gaff right there, that's enough for me. I'm glad we did that. I think that's a little underrated. Uh, probably not too many people talking about that, but also Arthur Blank was, uh, God, he had such it, a good it, conference, almost, man. I, I yeah. enjoyed listening to him. He was straightforward too. He's like, look, man, got to win in this league and you didn't. And he said, you know, even with injuries it's counted, it's still not enough. Yeah. I mean, he even said it. He, he even knows a 78 year old man that never played football in his life. Uh, mm-hmm. He knows he even can see that there's just too much talent on this roster to be 0 and 5 regardless. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with, like I said, the GM and head coach. But, but it's funny, he, like again, Arthur Blank being straightforward. He goes, this is a quote. Raheem Morris will certainly be a, uh, a head coach candidate if he right. goes 11 and 0. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, exactly. And I thought that that was uh, – I couldn't tell if that was almost an insult or, or like, hey, guess what? You're you're most likely going to be fired too or like mm-hmm. – you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't tell. It sounded like a shot to me. It sounded like shots were fired. Oh, I believe it. Uh, also, at Matt Ryan, he was very businesslike. Normally, uh, with people like Roddy White uh, and, and, and you know, the Falcons Ring of Honor people. Yes. Um, they, they, they're they Falcons for life. And mm-hmm. Quinn, or uh, not Quinn, excuse me, Blank used to say that about, he used to say that about Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and, well, uh, you know, a few other players. Falcons for life was a key thing. And then now, you know, he came out with that statement the other day saying, I mean, there was no Falcons for life talking about Matt Ryan, which is pretty interesting to me. Um, but that's how this, that's how the NFL is. We all know it's a business. So, um, yeah, man. Last thoughts on this is, yeah, can't wait to see GM first. I hope it's GM first, but uh, crazy, man. A potential exciting time in Atlanta for many of its fans, for sure, going forward. A lot of people calling for Quinn's head for a while, um, and it's finally happened. Blank has stepped up, done a really good job, in my eyes, of articulating why, and, and we'll see what they do going forward. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and move into the rest of the game slate this week. A couple important notes. Detroit and Green Bay were on bye weeks. Uh, the New England-Denver game was moved to next week, and the Tennessee Bills game is as as we are airing currently is playing right now on the uh, on the screen. So we won't be giving those teams reviews, obviously. So we'll jump in right now. Uh, previous ranking record was uh, Bobby and I were tied with at 39-23 and one that year at 38-24 and one. Uh, tomorrow's episode, we'll re- we will reveal the records going forward. Tonight, we'll keep it as it is since it's not a complete schedule yet while they're finishing up, finishing up this game. But let's go ahead and jump on in. The first game we're going to do is going to be the Thursday night game, and that was the game um, you had Tam- uh, Tom Brady versus Nick Foles. And what ended up being a really, really good game. Glad I watched it. I did not think it would come down to what it did. All three of us picked Tampa Bay. All three of us were wrong. Nick Foles gets the job done. With the Bears, Brady forgets what fourth down or what down it was late in the game, and uh, I think that had a big impact on that play because a, a play to two tight ends, uh, or a play with two a tight end with double coverage was kind of a crazy call in my opinion. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this game. Uh, one more thing I want to go ahead and do is introduce Bobby. Bobby, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, not no, no problem. You're good. Perfect timing. Uh, yeah, you were just getting started, brother. We're going to talk Tampa Bay, Chicago first, and I just started talking about it, Bobby, so we'll go ahead and get it up to speed, and then we'll get your reaction about it. Um, again, 20-19, to 19, the final score. Chicago moving to 4-1. and one, Tampa Bay falling to 3-2. and two. Tom Brady, 25 for 41, 253, and a touchdown. A lot of throwing by him. Uh, Nick Foles, 30 for 42, 243 yards, touchdown and a pick. Montgomery only 29 yards on the ground. Uh, Allen Robinson, yet again, the high guy with 16 targets, 10 receptions for 90 yards. Jimmy Graham came up pretty clutch in this game as well, 33 yards on three receptions and a touchdown. But the real big story about this was the Bears' defense and their ability to get to Tom Brady. So, Bobby, talk to me about this game. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I caught a little bit of this game. Uh, 
well, obviously, Nick's Foles started off kind of, you know, iffy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, came back and got the win. Um, just a couple of highlights, obviously, was the, you know, Bears defense. Khalil Mack had a play that I haven't seen since Reggie White, just manhandling, like, right-hand tossing, you know, yes. the – that was awesome. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, yeah. That's something that, you know, somebody like me, like, I, I smile off that more than a lot of other things, you know, when you see that kind of dominant defensive play. Oh, yeah. And the Bears defense, I mean, the Bears, man, I mean, what can you say about them, man? They're, nobody expected them to be, you know, uh, performing like they are right now. Um, they, they frustrated Tom Brady. We saw Brady kind of get pissed off, you mm-hmm. know, yelling at his offensive line and made him feel uncomfortable. Good win, good win by the Bears. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know what the, I don't know who I picked in that. Uh, all three of us had Tampa in that one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, good win by the Bears, man. Uh, they're starting to uh, make a lot of people. Win, I mean, yeah, it looks like it looks like they're turning a corner for sure, Matt. Uh, any final thoughts on that game? I know you have something to say about it. Yeah, man. F Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, screw that guy, man. He's not that good. Nah, it's crazy. Three and two, man. I, with all those weapons on offense, I thought, I thought, and, uh, uh, yo, Byron Leftwich is that offensive coordinator mm-hmm. down there, my friend. Yes, yo, he that's is. That's awesome. And then Bruce Arians, yo, I love it. Uh, I think they should, I, I, I'm, you know, I, we, I picked Tampa Bay. I thought Tampa, I, I, that was that, no, that wasn't my lock. I picked Pittsburgh and they barely won that game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, crazy man. I, I really thought Tampa Bay was going to be able to smash the Bears. I, Bears are four and one. I hate the Bears too. That's it, <laughs> ridiculous. Screw that team. L.A. gets the win, thirty to ten over the Washington Football Team. But the real story of this game was Alex Smith returning to football, and he came out there, went nine for seventeen, thirty-seven yards. But the important thing is he was back out on the field. Big moment for him. He did get hit a lot, which is as scary as that is, was good for him. Um, he even got compliments from uh, from Aaron Donald saying that leg is strong as shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, a win that the Rams should have definitely gotten, without a doubt. Nice to see Alex Smith back out on the uh, on the field. I'm hearing trade rumors about Haskins. A lot going on with this football team. So, uh, Matt, I'll go ahead and start with you this time. Kyle Allen going forward, that's the man, right? Yeah, as long as he's healthy, uh, he had uh, clearly he went out uh, for you know concussion issues at first, and he uh, he was cl- he was clear of that, mm-hmm. uh, but also has a shoulder injury as well. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, the, the whole Alex Smith thing. I mean, if he stays healthy the rest of the year, uh, straight up, just if he if that's all he does the rest of the year, that that's the comeback player of the year. I, I don't know. Hundred percent. Regardless. Um, but uh, the game itself, yeah, for the, the offensive line on the Redskins uh, used to be, over the past few years, one of their strengths. Uh, and, wow, eight sacks. I mean, Alex Smith got sacked six times. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, every time you look at that, you cringe. Yes. It's, you, I don't care who you are. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Aaron Donald got on a few times, I, I believe. Bobby, any final yeah, yeah. words for this game? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch much of it. I was kind of, you know, I was at, a, you know, a bar where they had all the games on, so I was keeping a close eye on it. But, I mean, what can you say? I mean, great heartfelt story seeing Alex Smith come back from, what, 22 surgeries, you know, almost losing his leg type thing. And, um, wow, that was just amazing. I mean, that's a, that's just a win, you know, uh, in, in its own, you know, for him himself. I mean, um, I don't think anybody really expected the Redskins to uh, – take this game against a, a tough Rams team. But, you know, after, you know, after seeing Dak go down with that horrific injury, man, that just gives you a lot of hope that he'll be able to come back, you know, like Alex Smith did. You know, Absolutely. Horrific so. Yeah, and we're, we're definitely going to cover, uh, definitely covering Dak later in this one for sure. So that's going to be one I'm going to be eager to hear from you about, Bobby. Um, next game we're moving into Pittsburgh-Philadelphia. Matt just alluded to it a moment ago. This is a really close game in the end, a lot closer than I thought, and I think than, that all three of us would have guessed. Uh, Philly makes it a game late. Miles Sanders emerging uh, as that guy in the backfield, which was nice to see. Uh, one of my fantasy teams loved it for sure. Carson Wentz 20 for 35, 258, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, you get a little play from Jalen Hurts in there as well. 
Uh, Travis Fulgham uh, seems to be the top target for him now. 10 receptions, 152 yards, and a touchdown. But Pittsburgh gets the job done. Big Ben gets out there, gets efficient. 27 for 34, 239, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, but the story, man, on this game was Chase Claypool, the young man. Seven receptions, 110 yards. He had uh, three receiving touchdowns, and he had one rushing touchdown as well. This kid had a hell of a game and was definitely one of the big sure reasons did. why they won this game. Bobby, <laughs> go ahead. Leave me off. Talk to me about uh, talk to me about this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Are they the real deal? Yeah, I think they're the real deal. You know, obviously, I'm a big fan of their defense. Um, Claypool, what can you do, man? I mean, I got Juju Smith-Schuster as my receiver in one of my fantasy teams, and I have the number one waiver wire. So I definitely like don't need Claypool, and I definitely put it in, you know, the wire for him. So hopefully, I'll get him tomorrow. But I mean, what a story. I mean, I mean, this kid came out of nowhere. and I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a game right there. Would you say four touchdowns, three receiving, one uh, rushing? That's it. That's exactly three, it, man. Yeah. Three receiving, one yeah. rushing. Yeah. And, yeah, Philly just, you know, Philly's struggling, man. just like the whole NFC East. Um, you know, the Battle of Pennsylvania, you know, obviously was taken by Pittsburgh. And uh, they're rolling right now. And they're a tough football team. You know, they're playing good defense. You know, big big Ben's doing what he needs to do to win the games. They got weapons all over the place. I'm not sure what Connor's numbers were. I don't think he lit up the scoreboard, but they win ball games, man, and they're another tough football team right there. James Connor, 15 for 44 yards and a touchdown in that one. Matt, uh, talk to me about Philly. Uh, this Philadelphia team now. I mean, they are obviously in panic mode, but do you think there's any sort of confidence in this offense with you know getting Fulgham in- involved with 152 yards? Sanders looked pretty impressive when he was running the ball. Is there any reason to be excited about this Philly team, or, or, or you maybe turning something around, or turning a corner in, like Bobby said, a weak NFC East, or are we in 110% panic mode here? No, I mean it's it's a bad team, man. They they need uh they need uh, receiving help. I mean this guy, Fulgram, uh Travis Fulgram, uh, I don't even old. He's from old. He went to Old Dominion. Uh, wow. Never heard of this guy. Never heard of this guy. But uh, wow, yeah, no, ten catches. Maybe Carson Wentz has found you know his trusted target. And uh, yeah, Zach Hurts. I mean, going back to the fantasy, yo, he had. Six targets, one catch for six yards. It killed me. Uh, Sanders, yeah, he looked. He had one run for seventy-four yards. So the stats look a little uh, look a little different. But he also had that. He, you know, he did have two touchdowns. So Carson went sacked five times. That team is, uh, yeah, they got holes all over the place. Steelers keep on trucking. They're four and zero. McLeod looked real good. Uh, James Conner, did, yeah, didn't didn't really have you. You already showed those stats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to give another shout-out to Claypool because hell of a day. he came out of nowhere. Yeah, hell, hell of a day. All right, we're going to let Bobby get situated. So Matt and I are going to cover this next game solo. That, and we don't need really to talk a whole lot about it anyway. Cardinals get the win 30-10 to over the Jets. Arizona moves to 3-2 and two and, act, and wins a game, honestly, that they needed to win. They should have won, obviously. But with the last few games, it was kind of up in the air with how they were looking. So it was nice to see them get back to normal. Kyler Murray, 27 for 37, uh, 380 yards and a touchdown. Kenyon Drake looking pretty solid in the backfield. 18 rushes, 60 yards. D-Hop, I was so happy to see him get involved again. Uh, six receptions, <laughs> 131 yards and a touchdown. And uh, this offense is looking pretty good. Uh, but the real story is on the Jets' side. Le'Veon Bell obviously wants out. You can tell there's a lot of friction between him and Gase after the game, uh, complaining about not getting the ball as much as he should have, especially in the receiving game. Gase basically calling him out, saying, you know, he should come talk to me about that if he's got a problem with it. But that's how these people are now. You know, that that he didn't say these people, but that's how people are nowadays, I guess, with, you know, expressing it on social media instead. Uh, and, yeah. and then a few hours after that, he became available on the trade block, uh, that being Le'Veon Bell. So this team's crumbling. I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking it's time to do a complete wipe. And it sucks that you have to say that, uh, but it's time. If you're going to go with Sam Darnold one more year, go for it. But in my eyes, if this team ends up getting the first one pick, first one pick, the number one overall pick, they're going to go with Trevor Lawrence, no doubt. And there's going to be a new regime and a big change. And unfortunately for Sam Darnold, he's going to be kind of in the Rosen house where it looks like he will be on the way out. Thoughts, Matt? Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. And you know what's sad is uh, I want, I want at this point Falcons are right there with them 0 and 5. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Jets, Jets though are for sure a worse team. Like we all know that for sure. 
Yeah, the Le'Veon Bell situation, Le'Veon, but whatever. Yeah, that guy. Who knows? I mean, he's had, he's had, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. Gacy wanted him in there in the first place. So I would agree. That that marriage should have ended a long time ago. Uh, the Jets need to just cut their losses, and they need to get what they can get for him. Just just let them go at this point. And yeah, you, you're right. They need to get. They need to fire everybody. Probably the G, everybody. Yeah, they it, need a clean sweep too. That that's my opinions on the Jets. Yeah, it was good to see the uh, the Cardinals, but then again, they need they should have beat the Jets. They're a really bad team. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of uh, I'm still skeptical too, now about them. Yeah, very skeptical. You know, yeah, they they beat a team that they should have. So congratulations. There you, know you go. I mean? There you go. And moving from one team that's skeptical to another team that all three of us have been extremely high on this season as a, one of the better two. They were the two and two team. Now they are three and two team with a. Big win over an AFC West rival. The Las Vegas Raiders get the win. And, Matt, I'm going to start with you on this one, and mainly because when we were doing game picks, you were on the line about this game, and you really wanted to pick the Raiders multiple times, and you were almost there, and you ended up going with Kansas City like the rest of us, which, I mean, no doubt, that's – I mean, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. So they get the job done. This this Vegas team, man, they're looking good, especially on the offense. Uh, Derek Carr's looking like a new guy on as the quarterback. It's unbelievable. Henry Rugg has been huge for him in the receiving game, and having Josh Jacobs to kind of open up things for him doesn't hurt either. Devontae Booker had a silently good game as well, uh, being the backup for Jacobs. So talk to me, man. What's got you so high on this team? I mean, all three of us are high, but I want to hear from you first. Yeah, dude, like I, I said, it. yeah, you know, on the predictions and I really wanted to pick them and I should have went with my gut feeling on that one, man. I really should have. I know it's been a long time since the Raiders uh, won in, in Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, 2012. So they were, they were just, it was, it's just one of those things. Uh, you just do for a win. Every now and then you just do. And that, that was the Raiders. That was their that was their due right there. Uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes looked, you know. Mediocre. He he looked mediocre for him, better for anybody else. Almost like the Aaron Rodgers statement from last week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I do think that uh, they're they're gonna be they're actually gonna struggle. The 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 the, not too much. The Chiefs, their hole is their running game. They uh, that rookie Edwards Hilaire, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's a rookie. He's not a complete. He's been pretty quiet since that that breakout game. So. They need they need somebody else in there to help out with that run game, and they were exposed. And Derek Carr had game you know one of his best games ever. You know, still had a pick in there, but three touchdowns, over 300 yards. Running back, you know, Josh Jacobs was a bull, only 3.3 yards per carry, but two touchdowns. Yeah, dude, and Henry, you said it. Henry Ruggs uh, had that bomb, that that 72 yard. Oh man, get out of here! Yeah, that dude, that dude could be something here. Uh, I like what the Raiders are doing. Um, yeah, man, I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the one big thing I wanted to touch on here and, and I like it is Gruden's aggressiveness late in the game. It was a big call. It was a risky call. He goes for it on, I believe a fourth and one and, and car just pile drives through that line. And that was, I mean, that was what ended the game. He did not want to give that ball back to Mahomes, and I can completely respect that. So ballsy move on Gruden's part. This team I is something. They were in field goal range though. And I'm surprised. I swear they were in field goal range and I, I don't know why they didn't kick the field goal. Maybe I might be wrong on that. I think uh, they were just outside of it. They were on, they were driving in. they were in, in Kansas City territory, but it was like a, at the 40-yard line or 45-yard line or something along those lines. Maybe a little more. If they had any time left, if the Chiefs had any time left, and if I, I can't remember, I didn't watch the very end of that game. Uh, I was catching parts of it. But if the Chiefs had any timeouts and maybe, what, 20 seconds, and they had that field position, you know, 50-yard line, mm-hmm. yo, you already know what's going to happen. And that that's sketchy. I mean, I love it. I love, uh, you know, the risk, but I'm, you know, it worked out for him this time. Yeah, I just got a quick part, and I'm gonna go ahead and move over to Bobby. Uh, with this, with this uh, Kansas City team, in my eyes, this is a great time for them to take a loss. Unfortunately, it does come against an AFC divisional opponent, so that's not the best thing in the world to happen. Uh, you'd be better if you lost to an NFC team or something like that. But you know, this is a good time for them to take a loss. There's no no concern about being undefeated anymore. 
good time to kind of resettle, get your, you know, we are not invulnerable at this point. I mean, you're talking ahead and lost since, I mean, late last year in, in the regular season. So it's been a while since Kansas City's experienced a loss in general. So this is a good time for them to kind of reset. Uh, definitely, like you said, they need to start focusing a little more on uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and see what more they can get from him. Only 10 rushes isn't going to cut it. He had averaged four yards a rush. So that's, in my eyes, perfectly acceptable. He's just got to get more touches and that and that happens by being in the game longer i mean you're talking at halftime vegas has got 24 points that's a lot of points for for this vegas team to have in the first half against that kansas city defense which has been kind of a a highly respected defense so we'll see what they do bobby you got any final words on this one um i mean kind of what you guys said right there um i mean i knew it was gonna be a close game obviously i took kansas city i know matt was on the board you know, he was borderline, you know, yeah. wanting to take Vegas. Um, so they Derek did it. Carr, yeah, Derek Carr looked, you know, good. 22 for 31, 347, three touchdowns. Obviously, Henry Ruggs, you know, they like those speedsters, man. Mm-hmm. You know, rookie two catches, Randy Moss numbers, two catches, 118 yards. <laughs> I mean, they spread the wealth. Aguilar had a touchdown, two catches, 67 yards. And um, Waller, I love the tight end, Darren Waller. He's a, I think he's a stud, man. He's Turning into one of the uh, most reliable, best tight ends in the game. Um, five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. So they kind of spread the wealth. Jacobs had a really good day with two touchdowns. Uh, pretty impressed with this Las Vegas team. Uh, that's that's turning into be a, a, a more competitive conference out there. And obviously, Kansas City, you know, is you know arguably the best team in football. But they just they show they're not invincible. So, um, good, good win by the Raiders. Oh, yeah, and what a terrible time for the Raiders to get this win. They're going into a bye week, all that momentum into a bye week, and Gruden was very upset about that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Jacksonville at Houston. Romeo Cornell getting his first win as a head coach with the Houston Texans, beating up on the Jags 30-14. to Bobby, I'm going to start with you because this was your book it with Bobby, and you did take Jacksonville in this one. Uh, talk to me about Jacksonville's problems, man. It looks like they kind of – we're a kind of a false team at the beginning with that uh, that win that kind of threw everybody off against the Colts. And since then, they've lost three straight games to, to opponents without a win, which is they are their first team in NFL history to do. So uh, what's going on with Jacksonville, man? Well, I mean, a lot of issues right there. I, th- I see, you know, our defense. I mean, uh, I mean, as far as, you know, Minshew threw, threw the ball, what, 50 times, I think? Mm-hmm. 49 or 50, 31 for 49, 300 yards. Two touchdowns. Um, I mean, not really much help. You know, the defensive side over there. I mean, Deshaun Watson had a very, very good game, 25-35-359, even though he didn't have the two interceptions. Uh, I just see a lot of pro- problems right now with Jacksonville. Is Obviously, they're a very young football team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, defensive-wise, uh, they're just not there right now. I think you know, Houston kind of moved the ball up and down the field kind of at will. I mean, it's kind of what we expected in the West, you know, with Jacksonville. I know they spoiled us early in the season, I think, when they won the first game. But other than that, we're kind of seeing the uh, the woos right now. Yep. Matt, uh, Cornell gets his first win as the head coach. Uh, how, how many more wins do you think he has to get to secure this head coaching job? Or do you think he can secure this head coaching job? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Like I said earlier uh, with uh, Raheem Morris, when Arthur Blank said, yeah, of course, if uh, Raheem Morris goes 11 to no, of course, he's a head coach candidate. Uh, Yeah, I mean, of course, if he does well enough and the team has a spark and it seems like they want to play for him. I mean, yeah, Um, but that's a wait and see kind of thing. So uh, on on that note, um, Houston's a great team. I feel like that's sort of like a team like the Falcons. I mean, yeah, they, they got some cap issues now and they don't have many picks, uh, but it's still a solid team. So any, any head coach that's going to go there and DM is, is going to be great. But Garner Minshew, the numbers look good, but uh, 14 points is not enough. Uh, Houston needed that win, and I, I predicted that win. I thought they were yeah. going to come out come out swinging there yep as did i uh i thought the same thing when you see a coaching turnover a lot of times it kind of really rejuvenates the team and, and that's exactly what it did in this one now going into this game jacksonville was missing their three best defenders by far uh they were losing they didn't have josh allen they didn't have miles jack they didn't have cj henderson so all three of those guys were out from the get-go so that that really opens it up for deshaun watson now deshaun watson did not have in my eyes from deshaun watson's point of view the greatest of days he did throw two picks um one of the picks he ended up throwing 
um, was to Gerard Wilson, which he almost took back to the house. And the other one was by Sidney Jones, the former Eagle that came off practice squad with the, uh, with the, yep, yep. He is from Washington. Um, (laughs) Sidney Jones, he he had a, he had a, you know, a good pick on the play. He had three pass breakups. I think he's earned his way into this, uh, starting lineup, especially with DJ Hayden out on the, uh, on the IR for multiple weeks. This team's kind of piecing itself together at this point for all that they can. Um, Jacksonville's offense, they got away from the run game early once again, which unfortunately was their undoing. James Robinson was averaging almost 40 yards a rush, so he was having a pretty decent game, but they just kept getting away from it. LaVisca Chenault, I continue to love. I think he's going to be a fantastic player for this team. Colin Johnson gets his first touchdown in this game as a NFL pro, so congratulations to him. But yeah, Jacksonville looks like they are heading on their way for a top five pick this year. 100% and it and they have Detroit next week and my hopes are not high for that week either but that's a story for tomorrow that we will definitely be covering moving on from that we are going to Cincinnati Baltimore and we'll just kind of touch real quick on this one because Baltimore just beat the snot out of them but what I will say is this was a highly defensive game uh the Ravens won this game with their defense and for I can actually say Lamar Jackson was not the the big guy to, to bring them to the win. Uh, 19 for 37, 180 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, rushing, he was no part of the rushing game. Marquise Brown and, and Andrews both get a touchdown each. Bengals kind of get, yeah, they had the, the kind of toss, wiffle ball toss with Jacksonville last week. They get the hard, hard game this week with the Baltimore Ravens. And Ravens move to 4-1, and one, exactly what we think they are. Uh, Bengals, again, new team, continuing to grow. Not a whole lot to cover in this one. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Any Anything on this? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, uh, yeah, on the Bengals, uh, uh, seven sacks on Joe Burrow, loss of 48 yards. That That's, you know, that that's bound to happen. That team is, you know, we already know what that team is. Right. Uh, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson looked, yeah, like you said, it was actually kind of a defensive battle. Lamar Jackson looked very pedestrian in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Average of 4.9 yards through that pick. Only 180 yards on 37 pass attempts, so that's something to look out for. Uh, you got to force that guy to pass, and uh, yeah, Baltimore had yeah, like I said, seven sacks. So that's it. That's all you got to see. <laughs> Bobby, anything to finish this one up with? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, they didn't really, you know, Lamar's. I mean, if you really go back and look at his stats so far this year, man, he's not lighting it up like you know he did obviously last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a cause for concern. Um, they really didn't need him that much this game. They were playing the Bengals. Obviously, you know, Burrow being a rookie, um, you know, actually had a rough day. But, I mean, then, then again, they're playing Baltimore's defense. Uh, not much to say. Um, Bengals are the Bengals. They are who they are. You know, mixing, you know, just getting back in the mix. They're 24 carries, 59 yards, only two and a half yards average. Tough Baltimore defense. Game kind of went the way I expected. Going for it. There you go. Carolina gets the dub 23-16 to over Atlanta. Now, we already talked earlier in the show at the beginning, uh, Dimitrioff and Quinn both gone. So let's go ahead and get to the football aspect of this. Carolina now 3-0 and without Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater 27 for 37, 313 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Robbie Anderson continuing to show he is a legitimate number one target and is impressing me week by week, to be honest with you guys. Uh, eight, eight receptions, 112 yards, and that one more gets a touchdown. Davis gets a touchdown. He's been impressive in the run game. He had a, uh, 89 yards. So, uh, Falcons were the Falcons. 21 for 37 was Matt Ryan, 226 and one awful pick. Todd Gurley had a pretty impressive game, most of it coming from one of his big runs. 14 rushes, 121 yards and a touchdown, so I was happy to see him get involved. Calvin Ridley continues to be a beast. Eight receptions, 136 yards. No touchdowns, unfortunately. Uh, Bobby, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, and yeah, I'm going to ask... Say, I wanna, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, can we start with Bobby? And, and uh, Bobby, real quick, uh, can you give your thoughts on just... Uh, the firing of Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, just yeah. I mean, we knew we knew it was coming. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think there was any way that he would have survived, you know, after that loss. I mean, I didn't watch much of the game. I had an eye on it. I know you guys were up seven nothing. I don't think you blew a late lead like you did in the previous four games. Is that correct? Not. <laughs> we did up. not blow. A, uh, yeah, we blew a seven zero lead in the first quarter. Right. Uh, yes. Yes. That was it. This but it was. It was a situation. It didn't, it didn't even matter. Like, I mean, he's hanging by a thread. Maybe a win would have kept him around for another week. It didn't matter how they lost. 
just losing that game, I think everybody knew that it was uh, it was time for him to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, who's who's in from coach right now? Is it Romeo? No. Who's in from coach right now? It is uh, uh, Raheem Morris, who was uh, Morris, right. yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. It's just you know, this Atlanta team. You know, they, I mean, Cal Ridley is. I mean, all pro, all pro year right now. I mean, the way that he's looking right now, Todd Gurley. I mean, Matt, what do you think? Defensive moves, man. I mean. Oh yeah, man. Don't get me wrong. We're missing uh, our three top safeties, and who right. has who has three top safeties? Demonte Casey is, is is a starting caliber safety. He had seven picks two years ago, his rookie year. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, looked comfortable in that game, twenty-seven, thirty-seven, like Matt said or uh, Wes said. Yeah, Davis, I like the running back for Carolina. Davis had yeah, decent days, sixteen carries, eighty-nine yards. Shaq uh, Thompson, you know. Um, you know, that defense, you know, he led that defense with 10 tackles. Um, I didn't watch much of this game, but I was thinking about you the whole time, especially when you sent the dumpster fire text. I'm like, all right, that's it. They're done. There you go. There you go. You know. Matt, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, crazy. I, I thought this was going to be a game where Matt Ryan was going to torch this uh, this defense because the Carolina uh, secondary is – they ain't got nobody really back there, but they're playing extremely well. They're playing for this this new head coach, Matt Rule. They're playing for this guy for real. And uh, again, Robbie, I mean, I feel like the the Panthers' offensive stats, especially the passing stats, are only highlighted here because our secondary again is is depleted. We're we're starting guys that are rookies, uh, first and second year players. I mean, Todd Gurley had 14 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. If you told me that and Calvin Ridley had 136 yards on eight catches, uh, and we and we lost the game, I'd, I I would lose a lot of money because I bet on that every single time. Uh, Matt Ryan threw that atrocious. I don't know. Oh my! You guys saw that, correct? I saw that. Yeah, I was actually watching. You know what? Yeah, I saw that. I actually looked up to the TV and saw that. Yeah. Oh my dude! Oh, oh wow! And again, and, and he did that in the Bears game. Uh, through through a horrendous interception when we still had a chance, and especially in this Panthers game, there was still plenty of time on the clock, and then our defense left. It was just atrocious. But Matt Ryan, uh, yeah, very questionable. Arthur Blank, again, we already talked about this. Uh, you know, says it's going to be up to the new GM and head coach on whether he's going to stay or not. So crazy times here in Atlanta. It's going to be very interesting here. A hundred percent. Um, uh, a potentially exciting time going forward for Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. It's all those players, all the personnel are now in an 11-game interview. So we're going to go ahead and see what happens with them. Uh, I'm eager to watch this Atlanta team and see how they respond next week as well. Uh, yeah, me too. <clears throat> Miami throttles the San Francisco 49ers 43 to 17. I use that word rarely, but this was the game to use it. Uh, they, You got, like Matt said a few weeks ago, you get – your Fitz Magic games, and you get your non-Fitz Magic games. So this is the second one we've seen from him. We saw one against Jacksonville, and we've seen it now again against the 49ers. Uh, Garoppolo comes out at halftime. A lot of people were concerned about that, wondering, uh, or is he just have no more confidence in Garoppolo? What's going on? Well, it turns out that high ankle sprain was continuing to be an issue, and uh, Shannon had said if it was a closer game, he would have left him in, but because it had already gotten so out of hand in the first half, I mean, it was 30-7. to 7. Uh, He benched him, put Bethard in, let Bethard finish the game. Um, Mostert rejoins the team, 11 rushes, 90 yards. And, I mean, other than that, that's really about it in this one. It was all Ryan Fitzpatrick, 22 for 28, 353 touchdowns. Gaskin gets 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you have multiple receivers getting involved in this game. Preston Williams, Gusecki at, at the tight end position, Parker uh, Gaskin from the back position. I mean, Breida got involved. It's, this was a really good showing for this Miami Dolphins team. Huge win for them. Uh, again, I, I root for this team basically because I want to see Flores succeed down there in Miami. I think he's doing a really good job with that team. I think the fact that they've been able to have this success without having to force their hand and throw two in has been great for them. And uh, it's going to do nothing but help further his healing process and further you know, give him more opportunity to sit back and learn from Fitzpatrick, who has been a journeyman and who has had a lot of successful moments and not successful moments. So you get the good and the bad. It's a kind of a perfect scenario in my eyes for Tua. Uh, Matt, I'll go ahead and start with you. Any thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, just uh, not too much about this other than why it yeah, blew my mind. Yeah, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, you thought that would have brought a little bit of a really uh, shows uh, there's so much parody in the NFL, and that's just what that proves. Uh, year to year, you just never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with Garoppolo's uh, starting position uh, here on forward, and that's that's mainly what I'm looking at. That's all I really got on that Bobby, game. I, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, you gotta you gotta feel good for the Miami Dolphins, man. This is a team that a lot of people thought there were. You know, I thought by now we'd be seeing Tua as quarterback. You know, their first round pick. Great scenario, like uh, Wes was saying, that um, let him sit back and learn from it's magic. I mean, this guy's unreal. I mean, he had a hundred fifty four point five, you know, quarterback or ninety nine point one quarterback rating. But you know, he's not making mistakes. He's never been known to make. It's a big surprise, though. Um, to me, drafted um, rookie last year. He got on the three-man roster towards the end of the year, had a couple carries. But, I mean, he had seven carries, um, only 57 yards and a touchdown. But he also had five receptions for 34 yards. So, I mean, that's 21 That's twenty-one touches right there. And, uh, yeah, this yards receiving. Yeah, they're spreading the wealth, though, man. You know, like between Gaskins, Brieta, and uh, – you know, Patrick carrying the ball every once in a while. He had three carries, and, you know, they're spreading the wealth. And I mean, this is a team right here that's, you know, they're very young. They're very young. The future's um, looking bright, man. It's it's good to see them, you know, out there. I would have never in a million years thought they were going to go all the way to San Francisco and beat the shit out of them like that, though. No way. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Agree. No, yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, now we're going to move to a little bit more of a somber uh, somber game. And, Bobby, I'm going to let you finish this game up. Me and Matt will start it off. Dallas taking the W from the G-Men, uh, 37-34 in a tight one. Um, obviously, the big news from this one, Dak goes down. Dak, 14 for 21, 166 yards. One receiving touchdown before he goes down. Uh, Zeke has, has his first real strong game I've seen from him in a while. Uh, 19 rushes for 91 yards and two touchdowns, 4.8 a run. CeeDee Lamb, once again, outstanding game, 124 yards. And Gallup, huge down the stretch, 73 yards on four receptions. Daniel Jones, uh, <laughs> pedestrian, uh, 20 for 33, 222, no touchdowns, no picks. Devontae Freeman really looked like he got that offense rolling in this game. It was cool to see him. Matt, I saw you sneak, sneakily pick him in fantasy up, so don't think I didn't catch that. Uh, Evan Ingram, two rushes for a touchdown. So they were trying to do different stuff in this game. Didn't work out for them. Andy Dalton comes in, finishes the job, goes 9 for 11, 111 yards down the stretch, and really big catalyst in uh, in getting this dub, honestly, at the end. Matt, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Uh, thoughts on this game? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Dak Prescott. Uh that that was tough. I I was actually watching that game. I watched the play and I saw it before. It seemed like nobody realized it or yeah. something. Like they just had, you know they had the camera on him. Of course he just he was carrying the ball and got tackled. But uh, yeah, it was yeah bad to see. Again, the Devontae Freeman thing. This guy pointed out. Yeah, I did pick him up on fantasy. He's getting touches. Yeah, he uh, is. And he looked good. <laughs> he looked good, man. But on a on, on a real note, yeah, it was great to see the Cowboys come back and and. and you know, solidify that game and, and win that. I'm very happy that they won that game for Dak Prescott. Yes. Uh, C.D. Lamb, yo, real deal. Him and Amari Cooper, yo, you guys are looking looking real good in the future. Um, but Giants put up a, way more of a fight than I ever thought of. Uh, yeah, I know it's a divisional game, but wow, 30, I mean, that was a really tight game. And I don't mean to cut you off, Matt. I'm going to have to go in ahead and jump in with this breaking news. I know a lot of people will see it before they watch this episode, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it. As of just now, Le'Veon Bell has been released by the New York Jets. They tried to trade, according to Adam Schefter, the Jets tried to trade Le'Veon Bell for weeks, dating back to last year's trade deadline. There were no takers. Tonight they released him. Bell is now a free agent. Um, wow. So real quick before we jump to Bobby, Matt, just a quick thought on that. Yeah, wow, that 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 surprises me. I mean, they're going to eat a lot of money. Uh, but again, they're probably at the end of this year or sometime during this year, they're going to fire everybody, and it's going to be rebuild mode anyway. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. They couldn't get, get like a fifth rounder. Like, what do you mean they can't get a fifth rounder for? What? Wow. It's the attitude, yeah. man. I I just feel like it's one of those team. You know, one of those players, man. He 
he, he was sitting there and he held out and held out because he was like, I'm going to get this contract. And, you know, he didn't even get what he wanted. And then he went to a team way worse than the team he was with in Pittsburgh. And now they're flourishing and he's now a free agent on the market. I'm going to transition back over to you, Bobby. Uh, Dak gets the, the surgery. We're looking at a four to six month timetable. Um, talk to me about this game and then talk to me about your expectations for Andy Dalton going forward. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys never seem to uh, uh, shy away from any promise. I mean, they started this game went down. Dan Jones looked like Joe Montana. They were up about 17-3 late in the first quarter, early in the second. I don't know what it was. I still never felt uncomfortable because I know that we're very powerful on offense, and I knew that we would come back. But obviously the defense blues are there, and they're going to be there all year, You know, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, I mean, and then – you know, I knew the game plan going in was definitely to get Zeke more involved, as they did, because um, even though they had to play catch-up like they have all year long, and then um, obviously, you know, with Dak going down, uh, <laughs> what an unfortunate situation, man. I mean, how can you not feel bad for the guy, man? You know, all the stuff that he's been doing the offseason. That's uh, what I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not even talking about player. Contract, Yeah, right? not even the player, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not even contract but just you know with his brother committing suicide and everybody talking about his mental health and his mother dying in the past and then obviously you know a contract year that was you know, that he and he was he was getting rated what he was on pace to throw for what six thousand yeah uh, he was sixty seven hundred yards yeah he was gonna be yeah he's gonna get not a Pat Mahomes contract but shit he was gonna right. get, he'd yeah. be number two yeah. definitely I could see him being number two no problem yeah. Yeah. you know um I mean, the weapons are there. I mean, CeeDee Lamb, I mean, I, and I'm not a homer aside, I think he's the best rookie receiver in this class, no question about it, even though it's very easy to do when you have Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup and Zeke in the backfield. But this kid just has stardom written all over him. I mean, he's a great route runner, man. He's a big, fast. I mean, he has all the intangibles and all the tools. It's very so good. Very refreshing to see that. Um, I don't even want to talk about the defense, man, because there's really nothing to say about the defense. No, agreed. That's <laughs> agreed. Uh, yeah. That's just where we're going to be at all year long, man. I mean, you're not going to see this team, you know. I mean, if we can hold somebody under 20, 21 points, man, that's going to be a win for the defense. But don't really expect to see that. Maybe if we play like the Redskins or Jets or somebody. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Dak, damn, that sucks, man. I mean, you can't even you can't even draw that script up, you know, Quick, the way it went down. What do you think about Andy Dalton, though? Do yeah. you think that he's going to give you a chance? Because I think after that game, I don't know if it was the team rallied, but he his stats and 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 everything looked really well. Like he looked pretty decent. Like, oh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. When they got Dalton, you know, I mean, even a lot of people, Cowboys fans or not, were like, God damn, man, that's not a bad backup, you know. Like Andy Dalton's proven himself in this league. You know, he's played for the Bengals. Is that what we're talking about right now? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What are your expectations for Andy Dalton for the rest of the season? I mean, I, I mean, Andy Dalton's. I mean, he's never had. I mean, he had AJ Green and like you know Ross and Mixon and all those guys, but he's never been surrounded by an offense like this. I mean, granted, we're you know depleted on the offensive line, but shit, man. I mean, I mean, how could you not like the situation that you're going into right now, Dalt? You know, with Zeke in the backfield and those three star receivers. Yeah, you know, man. Like, person as a tight end, and dude, if you can't succeed and and put up numbers, you know. I mean, he's not going to put up that numbers, you know. But nah, but anybody else yeah. back up in the league right now? Right. It's crazy that this is the year that you guys picked him up. It was like, yeah. hey, man, it could be one of those Nick Foles situations, man. Uh, you never know. You never know. Right. Uh, you guys could just go go on a run. Everybody get plays plays for each other, and yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, man. And let, but just, let me just touch one more uh, on this, though, man. Like, just reading social media and Twitter and, like, even Stephen A. Smith going on these rants, everybody feeling bad about Dak. I do, too. Don't get me wrong, man. I mean, nobody wants to see an injury like that. And this, Dak's a really good cat, man. But everybody's like, Jerry should have paid him. That's messed up. Now his career could be in jeopardy. Dude, bro, they offered you $175 million with a hundred guaranteed in the five-year contract, $35 million. Like, right. dude, Jerry did not not pay this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who you want to play him or whatnot. We knew he wasn't going to get him a Holmes contract. This guy's won one playoff game. He doesn't have a Super Bowl win. He he got offered more money than Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. And Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl MVP. And it's continuing so to impress try, every week. Don't And don't try to say that just Jerry Jones messed up, that he didn't offer him that money or whatnot. They gave him a 
big ass deal. You said that off the top. Like you said that like out like an hour or two after after he was injured. Like you you point you made a point to say that. Oh yeah. Like, hey, oh yeah. And I agree uh, with you. He had his money. He had his money. They gave him a hell of a deal to be number two three quarterback paid in the yeah like. Yeah, I mean, he was getting, like I say, he's, he got off for more money than Russell Wilson uh, is getting paid right now. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, so that, that yeah, Dallas, that situation is going to be definitely something interesting to watch for the rest of the year. So, it would have been one thing, it would have been one thing if they didn't even give him an offer. You know what I mean? They gave him two offers, I think, you know, and then obviously he took the tag. So it's hard to feel bad for somebody like that. He's getting $31 million this year, and he'll come back, though. I mean, you know, they're saying four to six months, and you know, he's going to uh, come back stronger than he was before. They're going to put a titanium ankle or something on him, and he, he's going to be, like I said, yeah, he's going to he's, yeah, he's be even better and, than he was before. And Stephen Jones publicly said and all that, say, hey, he's our future, man. You know, it's not like we're going to release him or anything like that, man. It's just, you know, he'll be back 100% next year, man. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, it's obviously it looked nasty with a compound fracture and went through the skin. But, you know, with medicine these days and all the, I mean, he was, I mean, he had surgery, I think, like an hour after it happened. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, it was insane. It was like eight thirty. Like the, I was watching Sunday Night Football, the beginning of it. And they're like, "Oh, Dak uh, had successful surgery." I'm like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> they waited a couple of days for that shit. That happened like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, the big goal there being to uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Wes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the big big thing there to try to reduce the infection uh, or, or keep the infection at a, a chances at a minimum. They did it immediately. As soon as he got injured, they took him to uh, off the field, obviously, locker rooms, x-rays real quick, and then straight into the ambulance he went, and he went straight to the hospital. And, and honestly, real quick, sorry, just one more thing on that is I think actually the Alex Smith uh, incident, I think that did wonders. Uh, you know, God forbid, you know, it took somebody getting that series of an injury nowadays uh, for it to happen. But I think they, they have a better protocol uh, when that happens. And, yeah, clearly, I mean – yeah. yeah, agreed. And um, also, uh, last before we uh, go on to the next, it really was good to see Jason Garrett go across the field, man, yes. and give his support. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Agreed 100% on that one. We'll keep an eye on that. Wish the best for Dak going forward. Indianapolis takes a L to the Cleveland Browns. Browns go to 4-1 and one on the season. Indy falls to 3-2 and two now, potentially two games behind the Titans, depending on how this game plays out or a game and a half, however you want to look at it. Baker Mayfield, 21 for 37, 247, two touchdowns and two picks on the day. Kareem Hunt stepping in great for Chubb, 20 uh, carries, 72 yards, no touchdowns. Jarvis Landry and Odell have pretty healthy days, uh, but your, your Higgins and Hunt are your only two touchdown recipients out of the uh, out of the Browns team, as far as from the air, Philip Rivers really again is once again costing his team wins with interceptions, and it comes at uh, another toll. Uh, 21 for 33, 243, and two picks in this one. Taylor 57 yards, 4.8 a carry. Um, it <laughs> Philip doesn't look like he's the guy in Indianapolis, kind of like I thought was going to be the case in this one. Cleveland really showing they're a strong team, four and one for the first time since Bill Belichick was the head coach of that team back in. Uh, I believe 94 and uh, yeah, Brown's looking impressive. Colts starting to fall up, come unraveled in my eyes. Matt, are you panicking about the, uh, the Colts and Phillip rivers at the helm? I mean, I, I was panicking about that. Uh, we are, I already knew what it was going to be when Phillip rivers went there. He, I mean, yeah, this is what is same thing as Eli or not. Eli's done now, but Roth was, was it 17th year or something like that? 16th. Yeah. Uh, we know what Philip Rivers is, man. He, at this, especially at this point, he's—he actually reminds—he's he's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yo, in my opinion, actually, I just thought about that. Yo, is that a good comparison? I don't like. That's kind of a stretch for me. At this point, at this point in their career, I'm saying like the past two seasons, maybe even three with Philip Rivers, like he's been pretty questionable. Maybe as far uh, as ability, not as far as careers, you know. Considering no, no, no. That, yeah, no exactly. as far as ability, I'm yes, yes, career. I'm talking yes. literally. Three years, the past two to three years. Yes, that's it. I can agree with you on that 100. percent You you love playing for a guy like that because you know we all know about Philip Rivers. He, he doesn't cuss and everything, but he talks the Gosh most. Gosh darn it! Freaking shit. Yeah, in the NFL, and it's hilarious. It so, is. I, I, same thing. So, like I said, Bobby, I I had a feeling with this indie team that that's kind of how they were going to be. It's going to still be hit or miss. I mean, they're not a complete team yet, and Browns, wow. 
four and freaking one, and they had to they had to fight for this one. You know, they they had to keep scoring and 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 not you know they they were never really comfortable. I mean, they did have a twenty seven to ten lead, but yeah, no, they they stepped on the pedal and. Browns have been impressing me more and more since that Baltimore loss, but I'm still not sold on them yet. I don't think anybody is. Matt's not sold on them yet. Bobby, are you sold on Cleveland yet as a uh, as a top contender? I think Bobby's Bobby had a step away. I think Bobby stepped away for. No, no, yeah, no, no, oh, I'm back. Okay, uh, okay, okay, cool, cool. I mean, they're impressing me, man. They're still the Browns. You know, I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield guy. Um, you know, I mean, the Colts aren't world beaters, but I mean, I know a lot of these Cleveland fans, you know, they're loving this four and one right now. I mean, that dog town has been since shoot, Jim Brown, man, since they've, you know, you know, had anything to really be happy and sure about. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, Kareem Hunt's, you know, starting to turn up right now a little bit. And obviously, Odell's having a better year than he has in the past, you know, his past two years in Landry and company, Kareem Hunt. Um, but now nah, I'm kind of like Matt right now. I'm not sold yet. Four and one. Talk to me in about three weeks, man. If they win a couple more here in three weeks, then maybe I'll be talking a little bit more about it. Going from four and one to five and zero, oh, Seattle. I mean, these last two games we're going to talk were just okay. awesome games to watch. This is a hell of a game to watch. It, it, Seattle gets the win, comes back, gets it done late in the game. A 94-yard touchdown drive by Russell Wilson and. Damn, this was a good drive to watch. Um, I get excited every time I watch the Seattle team, man. We got to get Nick on here soon, Bobby. Uh, talk yeah, to we're me. We're gonna get him on. Man. Talk yeah, to me about this game. Um, Russell Wilson. I mean, he is the man in, in my eyes, and I've I've always been high on this dude. But DK Metcalf has been impressive. Uh, he go he gets only six receptions, but he was targeted eleven times, ninety three yards, and two touchdowns. But he was absolutely vital during that final drive, Bobby. Let me tell you one thing about DK Metcalf, man. In fan, all fantasy world, man, this guy's going to be the number one uh, fantasy um, wide receiver next year. Uh, wide receiver one, man. This guy's unbelievable, man. Like, I mean, he's – every week he's turning up way more and more. I mean, he's a physical specimen. He's a freak. And um, Russell Wilson is obviously, you know, and they build a connection together. Um, what a game, though, Wes, like you were saying. I mean, I stayed up last night and actually watched it with Pop. And uh, what can you say about Russell Wilson, man? Like, I mean, I'll go as far as to say I think he's the best player in the NFL. You know, obviously we got Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, I think. Or um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Those guys, you know, are, have different weapons than he does. And I'm not saying that um, that Russell doesn't. But, I mean, this guy just – I mean, they, they had some audio last night on that last drive. And he's, he's like cold as ice, man. Like, he expects to win every drive towards the end of the game and he's beyond impressive uh, I yeah. they're, they're bobby they're, they're so they're so fun to watch man what a, what a fun team to watch man and how can you not like russell wilson this guy's the ultimate competitor he is the ultimate competitor in the game yo please let me let me jump on top of that because yo i i am 110 percent uh with you on this russell wilson yo, yeah like you said i think he, yeah i think he He's better than Pat Mahomes. He, he, he's a more complete better, uh, uh, player. He's been, he's one of you know he's we all forget he did win a Super Bowl and should should have two. Um, right. That wasn't even him, you know. That was more defense and things. But yo, that he's evolved and uh, yeah. Again, it's been talked about a lot this year. He has the best deep ball in the league, and his mobility. He is. And this in today's NFL, he is the quarterback, the typical like the mold that he is. That's what you want on your team. And his football, um, his, his football IQ is so high. I mean, this guy has total control when the when it's on the line of scrimmage right there. And he's just he keeps his players, you know, like he's very calm in situations late in the game and. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a pleasure to watch, man. I, I I'm gonna go as far as to say, he's the best player in the NFL. Yeah, man. I, and I, I literally thought on that drive, I, I, I was like, oh, here we go. You know, I'm looking for that second Super Bowl where he threw that interception, just because that was more routine for him. I feel like, like he just hiked it, and that was the guy that he was going to, and he threw it. Um, yeah. This time, yeah, like you said, DK Metcalf, man. This dude, yeah, he's going to be, barring injury or anything else, you know, this guy's going to be, he's going to have a gold jacket. So, yeah. same thing with Russell Wilson. This game was, again, as Wes said, was epic as hell. This game was amazing. And, 
Seahawks, man. Look out. Look out. So there's a couple players in this league, and we all – you don't need any kind of background and knowledge about me. I am a diehard Jags fan for life, and my closet is littered with the past of Jacksonville. But there are <laughs> maybe about three or four players in this league that I would absolutely love – to have jerseys up, and Russell Wilson tops that list for me. I've been a fan of this guy since Wisconsin. I was so excited when he got drafted because I believed he would be part of a different wave of QBs, and I was happy. That was one of the things I absolutely feel like I hit on. Um, This guy's been essential to that team. He's never complained once about his weapons he's had throughout the years. He's never complained about his offensive line that was giving him issues. Even after the the, the defense Legion of Boom kind of fell apart and left, and, and, and the defense was suspect there for a little bit, and even to this day, you know, there's they're hit and miss uh you don't hear him complain about it he's solid he's a a a professional he's the player's player like dude everybody loves this guy from bottom to top and i I have nothing but good things to say about him i hope one day we can get him on here i swear to god i'll have i'll i'll lose it i'll be so excited yeah uh i I would be so excited man but but this team looks great they're my them and green bay are my nfc favorites right now I, I yeah this this yeah, this, yeah. this team I, I just can't wait to watch them every week I, I've almost I'm starting to feel like I'm adopting them as a second team here and there because I just I just because of Russell Wilson man I'm just such a fan of him and DK Metcalf I'm becoming a fan of every week too I think he ended up in the perfect situation somebody that can mentor him really the right way with Lockett there as well this is a really good built team if they can get a couple issues fixed on defense they watch out because they will be an issue. And Carson, man, running that ball hard. I don't know if you saw that one oh, yeah. run, man. He been in and all that, man, and took it in. Like, hey, yeah, no, hundred percent. It's a fun team, man. And like, I'll just before we go to the next one, I'll take a few seconds. But I got a lot of family out in Seattle, obviously, man. And like, Russell Wilson is legit god in that country, bro. Like, my cousin Tammy owns a bar, and she sent me a video how I exploded after that last touchdown. Like, dude, those twelves. They don't play around, bro. Hey, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise and and I want to throw something out there that I don't think a lot of people talk about is Pete Carroll. I it's love Pete, man. The oh, mastermind yeah. of the whole thing. Like, I don't think anybody's really given this guy too much credit. I think a lot of people, you know, especially the national news, you know, the hot takes and this and that, they they go after more of the players on that team. But yo, Pete Carroll, man. They've been in the playoffs like ever, or at least in the fight every single year. There's never been a letdown. Like you always know, Seattle is gonna come to play. There's, yeah, I, I would love to have that over here in Atlanta. He's a player, bro. Chewing that whole twelve pack of gum a game. He's ADD. Dude, I mean, they love that man. They're all in on him, man. They love him. He's a player's coach. Yeah, man. I lo- yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, let's go ahead and move forward. We got one more game to cover, then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for the night. Um. Chargers almost win a really good one, and you see Herbert continuing to be effective as a QB, but they lose, falling short 30-27. to Definitely a winnable game for them. Herbert does the job late, puts them in position to win. Uh, LA Chargers, they missed the field goal. It was a 50-yard field goal that they ended up kicking. Uh, Badgley just misses it wide right, hits the uh, cross, or hits the uh, post, doesn't go in. They end up taking the L in overtime. Uh, I'm really on the fence about this Saints team, man. I am not high on them at all. Not nearly as high as I was on them to begin the season. And it really keeps all these teams in the hunt in the NFC South. Um, Chargers, I am excited for this team's future, man. I am really excited for this team's future. I've always been a fan of Anthony Lynn from day one. I knew he could, I know he can turn this team into a winning team. And they're not there yet, but they're competitive week in and week out. Bobby, uh, talk to me about the Chargers and what you like out of them. I mean, I love Herbert, man. I mean, I watched him a lot in college. Obviously, him being an Oregon Duck, which is our big, biggest rival. Um, uh, and I think they got him, what, sixth in the draft? Or, I mean, you know, he was a top five, top seven pick. Um, got thrown into the Wolves early, but just watching him, I mean, this has a real deal. I mean, that's that's their franchise. There's no question about it. Um, I, I agree with you on New Orleans. I didn't get to watch this game because it was a little bit too late for me last night. Um, all I know is that Breeze did not look good, and from what I saw in the first like uh, first half, I think he had almost like only like thirty some yards going into the second quarter or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breeze starting out short in the first half does finish twenty one for twenty five, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because me and Matt had a really long conversation about this. If Drew Breeze loses this game, 
do we start questioning him as a quarterback? And that's going to actually transition me over to you, Matt. Um, and I'm going to ask you that question again because we did talk about it. Even after them coming back and getting this win, Drew Brees 21 for 25, are we concerned about him? Or is this more of an issue of not having that number one receiver in Michael Thomas? Uh, well, yeah, of course, when you have a – because Michael Thomas as a wide receiver is a top five wide receiver in this league. Top three, yeah. he He's, he's questionably – yeah, he, he's up there. Um, you know, I, I see him twice a year. This guy is ridiculous. So, and then Drew Brees, yeah, no, uh, I believe that's something to be concerned about, especially as the year goes on. I mean, if his arm seems this weak now, I mean, we only we already know what he can do. So, it, it's tough. I mean, man, it, it's tough to evaluate because Emmanuel Sanders had had a really good game, and I mean, Chargers blew it. The Chargers lost that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a very makeable field goal. I was very disappointed. I think Justin Herbert should have a couple wins at this point. Yes, uh, I believe there was another missed field goal that what was it led to the tie? No, they're not tied. They, uh, I think they lost the. It was the Chiefs game they lost in. I think they had a chance to win that. They one. went into overtime. Yep. I don't. I forget which game it was, but yeah, they 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 missed a field goal and it was very crucial. So maybe Bagley isn't the guy. He missed an extra point that game too. Uh, just throwing that out there, but. That guy is legit. I I would switch to him too. I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor over there. You know, he's gonna follow grievance. I think we talked about that last week. Uh, I'm sure that's gonna happen. That's unfortunate. But yo, this Herbert looks legit, man. And I heard accuracy issues were his thing coming out of college. So I don't see any of that here. Looks like he's being coached up really well. Again, a uh, real quick note: Michael Thomas did not play in this game, not due to an injury, but due to a team altercation. So, yep, punched another player in the face in the locker room, and that led to him getting suspended tonight. And it's a great night when you can suspend your best player on the team for a game and still come out and get right. the victory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. It, like I said, the, the Chargers lost that, though. Yes, you're 100% yeah. right. Yeah, and they great Michael Thomas, man. That was my number one pick in our fantasy league oh, this year, man. What I, I ain't seen that. I haven't seen him since week one. I don't even know what he looks like. I've been in that league already. My team, I, I've, I've had some really tough losses, and at this point, I got Nick Chubb out. I, I ain't got I'd Saquon Barkley. Yo, my mm. two top running backs are gone. <laughs> and I asked somebody for a trade. Nobody's willing to trade. I got me. nothing, dog. I got nothing. <laughs> I got, hey, I ain't got nothing for you either. Ah, uh, come on now. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up. Hey, Wes, hold on. Man. Talk to uh, me before we do the wrap up. Can you guys give me a rundown of uh, last week's picks since I didn't, I wasn't on? So we're gonna we're gonna talk picks tomorrow since we're waiting on the Tennessee Buffalo oh, okay. game to so finish up. But I uh, did. We didn't go through the records, last week's records. Uh, yep, la- last week we were, uh, as far as our win-loss, uh, me and you are 39-23-1. Matt is 38-24-1. So we are all right there, right next to well, each other. So okay. see if anybody can yeah, create some separation. Tomorrow, yeah. After, yeah. Hey, yeah tennis, hey, I know it's likely going to be listening to this tomorrow at this point. But, uh, yeah, Tennessee up 28-10 to 10 right now. Yep. Uh, it's looking go. like you and Bobby are going to get that one right. I picked Buffalo in that one, and it's kind of smacking me in the face right now. But we are, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh, you already know it. So tomorrow we got a loaded episode. We got game picks. We'll go over our uh, our picks from last week with our record. We'll talk really quick on the Buffalo Bills-Titans game. And uh, whatever else comes up, uh, we have Book It With Bobby, What's Grinding Matt's Gears, we have a loaded show tomorrow, so I'm excited to get to it. I know yeah, these two are too. What's that? Lost three. Okay, but Bobby's lost three in a row. Yeah, after a strong two and zero start, you are down to two and three. So uh, we're excited to see who you have to turn it around. Matt, I know you've got something in the in the burner for what's grinding your gears. Uh, oh yeah. As always, thank you, gentlemen, for being on. I'm Wes for Matt and Bobby. This has been the extra point, and we will see you tomorrow. Go Braves! Yep. Shop on. <laughs>